Hey, everybody. Whitney here with the Women Waken podcast, bringing you the second episode of my three-part series with Kayla Van Egdom on feminine sexuality. Last week, we talked about women's relationship with sex. And this week, we're talking about women stepping into their sexual power. So what is a woman's sexual power? Well, it's something very strong. It's quite the force. We all have it, yet we don't always feel comfortable or confident harnessing it, bringing it forth. So in this episode, Kayla and I really get into how do we connect with our sexual power? What is sexual power? How do we find our own unique type, our own unique form, and engage with it, use it to have powerful sex, to have powerful creative energy, because truly sexual energy is not just about sex, it's a creative force. It's that sacral energy about the magical place of creation. So here's Kayla and I chatting about stepping into your sexual power. Hello, it's Kayla and Whitney again for the second of our three series episodes, three episode, three episode series on feminine sexuality. Welcome back, Kayla. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this with me. And today, Kayla, we are going to talk about stepping into your sexual power, specifically for women, your sexual, your feminine sexual power. And, you know, we were just talking and we were exploring how, you know, what does sexual power mean? Well, to me, It means feeling confident and feeling empowered in the act of sex, in engaging in sex, all of that. And we were also mentioning how sexual power isn't limited to literal sexual intercourse. Because when you think about it, um, sexual power, if you looked at this, this chakra system, right? We associate sex and sexual power with the sacral chakra, which is is in the genital, like sort of your genital groin below the belly button area. However, even though we associate the sacral chakra with sex, that is not what the sacral chakra is limited to. This sacral mm-hmm. chakra, really sexual energy, sacral energy is about creation. It's your creative drive. It's like this churning zone where you're like, this is what I want. This is my idea. And this is what I'm starting to create. It's like the boiling pot of like creation. And so is sexual power and sexual energy. So if we want to move that into the zone of actual, you know, physical intercourse and sex, it's talking about how are you in your your element of excitement and creation when you're engaging sexually. Because I feel like a lot of the times women specifically um, aren't in their power when they have mm-hmm. sex and they aren't feeling optimally confident and creative in terms of like, let's do this. Let's literally just become like two energy beings who are just exploring each other and creating this divine, you know, uh, climactic experience. Sometimes it, it can really be, uh, just something that we do our best to go through or to be with it. Like we talked about last episode about it's something that sometimes we feel we just have to get through it or do it how we're supposed to do it and not really thinking about what is my sex, right? Like not 
what is sex in general, but what is my sex experience? And to me, that's sexual power where it's like, when you step into that bedroom to do it, you're like, let's go. I'm stepping up to the plate. I know what I'm bringing. I know what I want. I know what I like. I cannot wait to get this going rather than anything less than that. Yes, for sure. And I think for me as well, just based on my past experiences, part of this is also ensuring there isn't a misuse of power because that was something... I personally struggled with a lot in my early 20s. I hated the fact that men could just go out and like bang women and get these notches on their belt. And it made them like, I don't know, it just, there was this weird hierarchy about it. And women, it was like the opposite. So I was like, I'm going to go beat men at their own game. I'm going to turn them into the object. I'm going to go chase after them and pursue them. And while it did make me feel a certain sense of power, it was a very misuse of a power that can be really sacred and special. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the struggles that women have had in the past 40, 50. I mean, basically since the the sixties, when we went through, you know, the fifties where we had this like idealized version of life and especially specifically life in America, where it was like the homemaker wife and the husband, and they have this perfect image marriage and two kids and a dog and this picket white picket fence house. And then we kind of stepped into, you know, okay, well, women are going to speak up a little more in the 60s, the revolution. However, a lot of that over the years, over the decades of, you know, feminism movement and the different waves was a lot about, just as you described, women feeling like they needed to be empowered like men rather than as women. So it was like, well, I can do this too, just like you said. Like, well, I can go and get a six-figure job too. I can be on Wall Street. I can, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but it was like trying to fight our way to the front of the masculine line rather than being like, see you guys later. I want to do it the feminine way. I want to try this other way that's more natural, even though, I mean, in a lot of ways, women are so disconnected from their feminine energy that some of us don't even recognize or wouldn't know what it looks like to follow that more feminine expression or path, right? And I know I've been there too with sex. And I think a lot of women have where it's like, I can do this too. I I can just like have this casual sex as fun. I can do this as just a way to, I just want to get off and feel good. But like we were talking about last episode is that, you know, there's a lot that comes with sex for a woman. I mean, let's, let's talk about the list of things. Like, first of all, you could get pregnant, always on the line, whether you use a condom or not, you can get STDs whether you use a condom or not, still is a possibility. But also there's little things like you can get UTIs, you can get yeast infections. You know, there's just so many things that you have to think about as a woman when you're having sex. That When men, it feels like they just show up and then they leave. And, you know, if they don't ever call you again, then whatever happens to you is not a concern of theirs. So it's it's like we're trying to force something that isn't even true. Like we can't really Mm -hmm. just engage this way as much. I mean, men can get sexual transmitted diseases as well, but they can't Mm -hmm. get pregnant and they don't have to worry about all this other stuff going on when they do have sex. And I've also heard, science is not my forte, but I've read and heard that women have a different hormonal response to sex as well. So we can go in with this, I'm like a woman player mindset and try to play the same game as men. Then the oxytocin kicks in, then all those bonding hormones kick in. And we have this experience that was meant to be casual and our bodies and our hormones are like, no, that wasn't casual. That was something. Meanwhile, this guy's got a completely different hormonal response and he's just like, bye. Yeah, exactly. And it is biology to a certain degree where, because if you literally, as as it's been used very often, the metaphor that, you know, 
men's sexual organs are external. So for them, sex is a very external experience. It's like, Ooh, yeah, this will feel good for like five, 10 minutes, whatever it takes. Sure. They can go longer, but I'm saying like bare minimum, if they wanted to, they could get off in a few minutes and then be like, Whoa, whew, good. I got what I needed. And now mm-hmm. I can go. And women, like it's such a, we're barely even aroused in five to 10 minutes. It takes a while to get it. I mean, of course we can be aroused even before intercourse, right? We get excited, we get wet, all those things can happen. But like when we're really revving the engines, like women's like sexual situation is very complex. You know, like it can feel almost like an eight cylinder engine. You're just like getting fired up at like the second engine and your partner could already have climax. And you're like, okay, I guess I'll just like shut down shop and <laughs> I, I won't get as much pleasure. And that's a constant conversation is around, you know, the the discrepancy between female pleasure and male pleasure is that the feminine takes a little bit more working. And it's definitely possible to even an extended degree, right? Because women can have multiple orgasms, but it takes mm-hmm. some finessing and some work and figuring out. And so talking about being in your power, that also means like being open to exploring, like what gets you off? What gets you aroused? What brings you pleasure? And how do you get to that point where you feel comfortable and confident about, you know, exploring that and generating that energy? Yes. And I think for women, we often have to be more creative and more resourceful than men when it comes to having orgasms. I know for me personally, it's very hard to have an orgasm without some kind of electricity. (laughs) <laughs> and like I, I've, it's happened like once or twice in my At entire least life. Chargeable, <laughs> but they need they required energy in the first place. Yeah, go ahead. And and for a while there, I was like, "What is so wrong with me? Why can't I just like have an orgasm from all these other things that like other women do?" And it was actually another woman I had on my podcast back in February of this year. She talked all about well, she had this great analogy of a woman's clitoris is like and like analogous to like a man's penis but most of the clit is like underneath it's the inverted surface. it's essentially inverted into the vagina we have a penis which is our clit but it's just in there and it's all just nerve expo- like nerve endings within the vagina exactly so she explained a lot of women need vibrating toys of some kind because that's the only way you're going to get deeper into the stimulation so i was like oh that was just such a good thing to hear to like release that expectation of i should be able to get off from these other things that other women can because we're all so different yeah absolutely and then that again goes back to women stepping into their power which is especially early on in a relationship, or I mean, if we're talking about like trying to do a one night stand, a one night hookup, a thing like that, it can be hard to be like, okay, so this is what I like. And can we try this? And this is, it can feel just like this very like clumsy sort of like, okay, we're going to go for this. And I guess I'm just going to, I have a lot of requests, but looks like we're just going to go. And and now we're done. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. not always like that. But again, the earlier in a courtship or relationship, it can be hard to voice. And I think in general, it can, that's a challenge for women being in their power with sex is you have to voice. Again, with men, there's not always a whole lot of requests. There might be certain things that turn them on more than others. They like butt stuff. They like this stuff, whatever. That's their forte. But, uh, no pun intended. However, with women, it can really be like, you know what? This position does not work for me. And this is never going to get me off. And I actually need this to get me on. But when we're just starting with somebody, it can be hard to voice that. Or even, you know, once you've been dating someone for a while, some women never really feel that comfortable in saying what they need or even getting to that point where they know what they need. And I think that 
you know, I know, I know, have a lot of friends who could kind of take it or leave it with sex. And I think that there's something to say that everyone has different levels of interest, sexual interest, sexual drives. But I think that some of it might just be never feeling comfortable in exploring it because all humans have sexuality. It is a part of who we are. Um, yes. But yet if something's happened to us, especially if something ever happened at a young age, any form of abuse or any age, really um, mm-hmm. assault or abuse, it can really shut down our systems because once we don't feel associate we don't feel safe with sex. We associate it with a lack of safety, a, a very, you know, uncomfortable thing. Then it can be hard, even when we're in a safe environment, to let go of that kind of guard, right? Yes, definitely. So I think you touched on something extremely important is one, if women, hey, never discover what they really like about sex. So what's their 10 out of 10? Maybe they've only to this point experienced their three out of 10 because they haven't figured out okay, this is like what makes sex a 10 out of 10 for me. And then B, how do they have those conversations with their partners from that place of empowerment and all those good things? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So how do we encourage or help women who do want to, who feel ready to take, take that step? Because I offer this, that this is in no means trying to say that every woman should be in their power with sex. It's your choice. I re- honestly, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of women who are like, I don't know, I just don't really think about it and it's not a big deal. And I think that that's fine. But if you are, you know, for those who wish to hear, for those who are curious, I think that there are ways to get more in touch with your sexual power. So Kayla, I would be curious, could you share a bit about when have you felt in your power sexually and when have you maybe not? I know that you've said that sort of like male analogy where like when you tried the masculine way, you're like, this is so forced and doesn't feel authentic to me. But what has felt kind of authentic? What's felt authentic to me is A, having sex and getting into a sexual relationship for reasons that feel right to me as 33-year-old Kayla. Obviously, 20-year-old Kayla had different reasons, but now... I've really outgrown that need for like the casual flings. And it's funny when I left my last serious relationship back in 2020, my best friends were pushing hard for me to get on Tinder. Like, get on there. You haven't been with a man in eight years. Get some blah, blah, blah. I was like, but I don't want to. I want to wait for true love because I had had feelings for my now fiance. And they're like, no, go get on there. So I went on there, had a couple conversations with guys. And I was like, I just am not into this at all. So I think it's knowing what you need at a certain stage and then honoring that need. And then the other part that's been really valuable for me is having those authentic conversations with my partner before we ever even had sex. This is what I like. What do you like? What are your preferences? And because we had those conversations before ever undressing in front of each other, the sex is definitely a 10 out of 10. And I think it can be that way for most women if that's something they very much desire. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As in everything, communication is so key to getting what we want because without it, there's no possible way, especially with sex. People aren't just going to know what you like and what works for you unless you voice it. And so Mm -hmm. I think that maybe some advice is like to start small for those who kind of feel maybe a little bit uncomfortable with sharing you know, and maybe, but it can also be made into something fun because I think, you know, most people will find that if you put it out there, like, Hey, I'd like to find ways with you to have heightened experience of sex. They'd probably be like, yeah, let's do it. 
you know, and there's all sorts of things out there. There's sex coaches, there's sex groups, there's, you know, all sorts of workshops and everything to like find your heightened sexual experience. That's a really powerful point because the partners in our life, whether it's male or female, most of them, unless they're like some crazy narcissist, they want us to have a delightful time <laughs> in the bedroom. That's going to make yes. them feel better. Yes. So when you say, hey, I want to have the best sex possible with you. Can we start exploring this? Can we try this? They're going to be like, yes, of course, because yes. it's it's good for their you know, to give their person a, a great sexual experience as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's one of the most exciting parts about sex is to watch your partner have pleasure, like watch your partner, you know, reach this peak state of pleasure. And you're like, Ooh, you know, we're doing this for each other. Like, this is the effect I'm having on you. That's awesome. And this is the effect you have on me. And yeah. So I think most people will be open to that if you just offer. But the thing is that people don't know, unless you say something, they, a guy might think, cause again, I think it's because because the guy's having a great time, I think they do assume that the woman is too. Cause they're like, yeah, she's loving this. They don't know that sometimes it's not stimulating us, you know, the way that they might think it is we're, that we're not constantly reach moving towards climax in certain positions or with certain, certain, or with just penetration. A lot of women can't climax with just penetration. Like you said, mm -hmm. we need our little buddies, those little toys to kind of help us because you know, our primary spot is the clitoris. And even though the clitoris does, um, I had a, a wonderful, um, uh, certified sex therapist on my show. And she gave like the whole rundown on the anatomy of the clitoris. And it does go, it's like a, a U again, it's like an inverted penis. So it, it, there's a lot of it, even though it seems small, that's just like the tip part, the iceberg that comes mm -hmm. out and you can like work on it externally, but it's also what's being impacted. If you do anything anal, like that's also like the, like the base of the clitoris that you're hitting. That's why women get pleasure from anal. So, um, yeah, so there's all kinds of things you can play with. And again, most people will love to play around with that stuff, right? If you ask. Yes. And one of the best purchases I've ever made in my entire life is a vibrating C-ring because then you're able to have an orgasm while getting penetrated. And that like your partner loves that. I love it. Like it's just a great time. Now a vibrating C-ring is it, does it go on the, on their penis? Yeah, so the ring wraps around the penis and then it's got this additional like piece that sits on the woman's clitoris and it vibrates Okay. so that you're getting the clitoral stimulation while having sex, which is super oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. There's so many great toys out there and there's so many to play with and different women like different kinds. So I say like, how about it? They also have like a sex toy parties now. Well, they're, they're like, give you a demo on my friend did that one. It's kind of like a Mary Kay type party, but with sex toys, <laughs> which is a good yes. time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. That was actually the woman I had on the podcast. She does the pure romance. Oh, party, so. okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, I think that that's a big part of it is like playing around with what you like and being able to ask for what you want and what you like. Yes. And then being able to, you know, feel like you can show up authentically. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's, if I was going to say like when I felt most empowered or disempowered, I think that I feel most empowered when I don't feel like I have to perform or I don't feel like I'm, here's another thing that I want to say. It's when I don't feel like I have to win someone over or impress somebody because, and this opens up sort of the, a bigger conversation, which is when do you really feel safe in becoming sexually intimate with someone? And there are so many different, there's such a big spectrum of people saying like, have sex in the first night, 
after five months, it doesn't matter. Do it whenever you want, which is true. But I will say that I found that if I try to engage sexually too early, which is hard not to do, right? Because you, if you, especially if you have like strong chemistry, like that sexual tension and you're just like, I want to. But I found that the earlier I have sex, the more I'm in my head and not in my body. And I think that's also a big part of being in your power is when you're not all up in your head, right? And I, I remember someone saying once, they said, women are thinking clearest before sex and men are thinking clearest after sex, right? So before sex, women are like, okay, um, do we have the condom? Should I, should I do this? Should I not do this? And all men are thinking are like, sex, sex, sex might happen. Yes, sex. And then afterwards, uh, men are just like, whatever, it's over. Now let's go do something different. And, and they can think clearly because they got the sex. And women are just like, oh my gosh, like now is this going to work out? Is it not going to work out? You know? Mm-hmm. So with that said, I think that it's, again, something that people have to figure out for themselves is how do you, what's your um, parameters around when you're ready to be intimate with someone? You know, I've heard, again, I listen to so many dating and relationship podcasts and I've heard people say, don't even kiss someone for three months. And there is good reason behind this. It's because women literally don't, they don't think clearly anymore. As soon as, just like you said, that oxytocin is created, like, oh my God, this connection, this closeness with this person, I want more. Maybe they're my, you know, my person to build with, to create with, because that's a woman's intuition. A woman's natural nature is to procreate with a man. A man's natural nature is to seed someone to procreate, not necessarily to stick around. They often will and will love to. Men, everybody likes to be partnered. A lot of studies will show that, you know, even though there's more single people than ever, that people are happiest and healthiest when they're partnered with somebody. Um, I mean, there are studies now that say like single women without kids are the happiest (laughs) in like their 30s and 40s. But I think most people will say that they would love to have somebody in their life, right? So it's not to say that men don't want to be with you, but after like one time having sex, women are going to be much more inclined to be like, is this something that's going to, that I can grow? And men are likely to be like, okay, I like this or I didn't, but I'm, you know, not always thinking in that way in the long-term regard. So I offer this in that I think in being in your power is, like I said, there's a hundred different ideas around this, but figuring out what's true for you, you know, because I think, That's another reason why it's hard for women to define their relationship with sex and what allows them to be in their power is because we often just take from what other people say rather than going within. And that's such a big part of feminine energy in general is your sovereign truth, kind of taking a moment, you know, and that's why stuff like meditation is so important is it's like, you're kind of letting the rest of the world fall away and saying, what's true for me, you know? And maybe it is like, wow, I realized that I really, if I even kiss someone before like two months, I I just, I'm not even thinking clearly. Or maybe it's, you know what? I love getting to know somebody sexually in the first week. It helps me understand how I feel about them, how I feel with our bodies. And it helps me to know whether it's something I want to build or not. But only each individual can know for themselves what's true. It would be interesting to... A lot of people experiment with this and play with this because as you're talking, I'm thinking 99% of my male-female relationships, we were kissing, we were having sex very quickly afterwards. Mm-hmm. And my relationship with my now fiance, we knew each other for well over two years before it became romantic in nature. So we didn't have our first kiss until we had known each other for like two and a half years. So by then I already knew like this man is amazing. And it was 
probably more of a true knowing because there wasn't the hormones and the oxytocin getting in the way and creating this this filter almost on our perception of a person. Absolutely. It's wild, isn't it? To think like just how different it is. And I think that's why so many of us yearn to meet someone organically and as sort of like a friend first and then have it because then it really is like this, you watch it in stages and it's rather than like this sort of pressure to be like after a few dates, let's say like someone that you got set up with and you're like, okay, uh, is this going anywhere? Should I keep dating them? If it's just kind of organic and you just start noticing like, what is this? Like, why am I starting to feel this way about someone rather than feeling like you need to force it because you've started dating somebody and you don't, it's like, do I keep going with this? Do I, you know, pull the plug? So yeah, I think that it's, um, again, something for people to consider when they're thinking about stepping into their sexual power is what makes you feel most invigorated, most, you know, in your essence and authentic, right? I remember one time I did a workshop on authenticity and I brought up that so often women feel like they can't show up authentically in sex. And I had this other woman that was there raise her hand and she said, actually, when I'm having sex, that's the most authentic I ever feel because she has a husband that she loves and feels safe with. So she's totally in her power. So when she's having sex, it's like I said, like when you can drop from the mind to the body, you're just going, you're just your energy and you're just like doing what feels good and you're in it and it's amazing. And to me, that's when you're, you're literally in your power because you're more energetic than cognitive, right? You're more energy than cerebral. You're not thinking things through, you're just being. And that's when people have tantric sex. That wraps up our beautiful conversation with our wonderful guest. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your light shine and keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.